Welcome to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast, where we desire to connect you with people, teaching, encouragement and resources that will see you and those around you restored to true humanity. Join us as we seek to help you apply the grace of God onto the details of your life. Welcome to episode three of the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. I'm Jess Finance, and before we begin today, we would just like to acknowledge that at the time of recording this episode, we are in the midst of the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic. This is a challenging time for many of us, and we recognise that for you, this may feel like a time of pain, struggle or trouble. We hope today's discussion will bring you hope, truth and encouragement, particularly about who our God is, and we would like to encourage you. If you are struggling right now, reach out in prayer and look for someone in your community to speak with. I'm joined today by Peter Sonnegeld, founder of Restore Ministries and lead pastor of the Project Church, Sue Patterson, Restore Ministries director, group leader and supervisor, and Cole Patterson, Restore Ministries group leader and an elder of the Project Church. Our discussion today is continuing on from podcast two, and we're centering around the questions, what does experiencing trouble reveal to us about God's heart and character? And what does it reveal about us and our own hearts? Yeah, I'm happy to tackle the, uh, the first one there. What does, it, what does it reveal about God and, and who he is? Uh, I think one of the things that it reveals to me about who God is uh, when I'm in trouble is that he's after something much more significant than my comfort and my pain-free life. Mm-hmm. And he knows that um, <laughs> me getting everything the way that I want it to be is not going to grow me and mature me the way that he really wants to grow and mature me. Yeah. Um, and, th- and to me, this kind of makes him sound like a, a father, uh, to be honest. I mean, not he's a friend, but this kind of side of him is more fatherly it's it's where a father would um put their sons or their daughters in a really helpful way through their paces um and and not necessarily withhold things that are harder Mm -hmm. for the sake of for the sake of training for the sake of uh growing up uh i in the middle of trouble i would want to put my hand up and tap out and say yeah i'm i'm just done i'll just take the i'll take the couch you know, I'll be happy to sit in front of the TV and just watch uh, uh, Netflix or, or something like that, you know, like let's just have a cruisy kind of life. But um, he's up to way more than that. He's, um, I think probably the words of Bill Clem sum it up really well. I think Bill Clem asked the question, do you want a crisis-free life or a crisis-proof life? And... Um, Everyone probably wants a crisis-free life, um, but I guess what we could say there is uh, which one's better? Is it better to have a crisis-free life or to have a crisis-proof life? And whilst everyone would want to go for the crisis-free, um, just about everyone would be able to say, no, nah, crisis-proof is actually better. And um, I guess that's kind of one kind of thought about what I think about with regard to God when I'm in the middle of trouble is he's doing something far bigger, more significant and important than just getting me to the point of comfort or a a pain-free existence. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's really good, Pete. I liked how you talked about um, that God actually wants you to grow up. I remember um, 
so distinctly uh, when I was probably about 17, my, my earthly father saying to me, you really need to grow up and stop doing that kind of stuff that you're doing. And I can remember being really taken aback that he, he spoke to me really directly. And I remember thinking, ah, it shocked me out of my own little world, made mm. me step back and have a much bigger yep. picture that how I lived and what I do impacts more than just myself. And I feel like sometimes that's what God's trying to get us to do. If we, we're called to actually walk in the likeness of Christ, how am I going to let go of my likeness if I don't even recognise I'm hanging on to it? Mm. So sometimes in the midst of trouble, I realise, oh, yeah, for me, it's horrifying. I'm like, oh, this is totally out of control. But I realise that God is well able to handle my trouble yeah. and that his perspective on it is much bigger than mine. Mm. So that um, mm. causes me to realise he's not shocked or surprised. He actually knows. And that is a fatherly kind of a thing. As I think about that, it causes me then to go, I actually need to get God's eye on this because my eye on this is totally distorted. Mm. So it pushes me to, to think in a different manner when I contemplate how God's looking at it and mm. what he's calling me to. Mm. I find that helpful in the middle of it. He, he doesn't disappear he pushes in toward it, and I find that um, it puts the responsibility on me not to run yeah. a little bit. It's taken me a while to not want to be the rebellious 17-year-old, but, but I like that. I find a strange comfort in that, that he doesn't release his hand, he holds it. And he holds it on me. That's a good thing. That's um, yeah. I, I uh, yeah. the father category is is one that the scriptures talk about with God uh, regularly, and and um, you know, there's a lot of people um, probably listening who just haven't had good fathers. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it means that they don't understand at some level instinctively what a good father would do. You know, as we talk about this, uh, that a father, uh, that God the Father would actually um, walk with us through really hard times for the sake of our growth and maturity and, um, you know, to make sure that we're locked in on the things that are most important. Uh, he does not do that in a separate kind of aloof kind of way where he's unaffected by things. Um, one of my um, one of my kids, without going into detail, one of my boys this morning came out and some trouble happened to him. And um, he he came out and he said, "Dad, um, I I need to tell you something that's happened." And it, he hadn't sinned or anything, he hadn't done anything wrong, but it was just some trouble, something um, had happened to him that he was pretty sad about. And as he started to tell me about it. Um, he, he started crying as he was telling me about it. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't the time or the place for me to, um, 
get him out of the trouble that he was mm-hmm. in. Like the trouble, mm-hmm. he had to walk through it. Yeah. But what I did do is I got up and I stood next to him and I put my arm around him and there was a togetherness about mm-hmm. his walking through the trouble, mm-hmm. not just me standing at a distance kind of going, well, kind of sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you get through that okay. you got to step it up, son. you got to man up. It's... And, and God's not like that. God's, uh, he's alongside us. He's with us in the middle of it. And he walks, he walks it out mm. uh, yeah. and walks through it with us. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good, that's a good example of what God would do with us in, um, in times of trouble. Um, because he's not, it wouldn't be good for, for me if God just, um, made my trouble disappear. But to have a really good picture of what a dad would do in, in our times of trouble is that we, what I heard about your boy is that you actually allowed him to connect emotionally with his trouble. So he was upset by his trouble. And sometimes um, you'd be tempted to say, well, what are you doing? You don't need to be emotional about it. You know, you just need to grow up and you need to face that. But, but yeah, he, he, he would need to face his trouble and grow through that. But the, the good thing about a good dad is that he would. He would put his arm around us and say, I know this is really hard for you, son, but I want you to know that I'm, I'm with you. And any time you want to come and talk about that to me, that would be really great because God's what as a good dad the most important thing to him is that we keep talking to him Mm. that we keep relating to him because about Mm. our trouble so him as a good dad would want to walk with us he would want to be beside us he's not a dad that stands in the back and it's like got a megaphone and he's saying (laughs) Yeah, this is what you need to do. You yeah, need to yeah. do this. He just gives instructions. No, no, no. He, he's a dad. He, he does give instructions because he's a wise dad, but he's a dad that would walk with us, that we could go, I'm just, I'm really finding this hard. And that, and he would be, he would understand that and, and he would know that, but he wouldn't take the trouble from us, but he'd be with us. I just think that's a really important that's an important view because some of us have had dads that either are just not with us totally or would just be instructional people and say, this is what you need to do and set out a, a five-point agenda for us when sometimes that's not what we need. What we need is to know, like your boy, to know that God is with us and that our dad's with us. And I think the, the thing that... Um I, th- I find amazing is that um, God's compassion means that he's, his heart is engaged with us in the yeah. struggle and in the pain that we're in. Totally. Like always, I mean, when this uh, particular son of mine is upset by something, I, I know that he feels things really deeply mm-hmm. and I feel gutted. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's telling me this stuff this morning yeah. and I feel gutted and like my – my instinct is I just want to get him out of it. Yeah, totally. And then I kind of go, no, he, he, he needs to walk through this. Mm. I can't, it wouldn't be helpful to him for me just to get him out of it. True. Right. Um, but I want to be with him in it, you know, and that, 
that to me is a, a great uh, comfort that um, God is kind of riding in the sidecar with us <laughs> and he he he, uh, he knows what we feel and, and he has a heart for us. And I, I've been um, struck again by just those moments um, in the Gospels where Jesus sighs <laughs> yeah. or, uh, or he cries. Um, you know, you can have conversation about what, what is he crying about, what is he sighing about, and... Uh, those are good conversations to have, but uh, the fact that those kind of things are happening, he's getting frustrated with the religious people because he's trying to help a, a guy with a, a kind of a wrecked hand. Um, you know, those kind of emotions that we see um, in God help me to help me to realize he's not the one with the, the megaphone yeah. who's yeah. just barking orders at me, but he's, right. he's a father who's alongside and, and um, he has a heart for me. Um, even as he leads me through things that are really difficult, mm. really tough. Mm. Yeah, I think that's... And I think that would cause us then to be, when we come out the other side of that, that, that causes us to be thankful um, that we had a dad that just didn't say, well, just do it, but a dad that walks with us through that because he's... His desire is for us to grow, but but the biggest desire is that he would be with us as we're growing, that he wouldn't just say, this is what you need to do. Yep. It's a great grace and mercy, you know. I was just thinking then, it's, a, it's an incredible grace and mercy of God to liberate me and to liberate us from our own storyline, from our own agenda and to be aligned with his storyline and his agenda because yeah. that that's what we were made for in the very beginning yeah you know it's it's not about me having my life go the way that i want it to go <laughs> it's about me being part of god's story and what right. he's doing and centering upon him because that's when i'm most fully going to be peter and yeah. uh, and, and and you'll be sue and yeah and you'll be colin and you'll be jess like we'll all be yeah. The person that God's made us to be, not by being on our own agenda, but by being on His, and and I think a a good father draws draws the the, the children out into that into something bigger than themselves. Yeah, totally. Yes, and I think there's a good picture in that Pete of that drawing out of ourselves, and sometimes what's drawn out isn't always good. Mm. In in times of yep. trouble, the things that we see in ourselves isn't always good. Um, our hearts. And what's residing in them really gets revealed when we're in those spaces of difficulty. Yeah. Is there anything um, that you could speak to to that? Yeah. Well, um, I guess one of the things that I find when I'm faced with uh, real trouble or things that I, I are out of my control is, um, well, I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. I don't like um, what it exposes in me. I don't like that um, uh, I don't feel calm and I don't feel um, I don't feel aligned with Jesus instantly. Um, often I you know I'm scrambling to figure out things and it I suddenly realize all my own mechanisms to make me feel okay and I realize that <laughs> They're futile. <laughs> They're futile. 
but how much I actually um, try to hang on to them and try to make them make sense of the situation. So I instantly, when I recognise that, then I suddenly realise, oh, that's right, I'm... My heart is deceitfully wicked. I can fool myself into thinking that, um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But when when deep trouble comes and I'm I'm in the valley, I realise how resistant I am to crying out and surrendering. Yeah. And I, and I I wish that were different. I wish I was much quicker. And I, I hope that I am quicker to turn and I feel like I do hear his voice clearer. But, yeah, it exposes all of those things. It exposes the, the wickedness of who, how I think that I actually am in control and I have some answers. <laughs> I think we get into a place where we... Well, we think we, we we go, as it's as if we go to God. No, it's okay. I, I got this one. I can look after this. So we go to that place where, um, we, we think we can look after ourselves, um, and we get into this. I don't know. For me, that would cause some. I would just get into a place of inner conflict. I'm conflicted between. Um, <laughs> I know that I shouldn't be trying to be in control, but because I'm a sinner and because I'm wicked, I actually want to be. I actually want to go, no, 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 I, no, no, I can do this. I, I can, I can work this, I can work this trouble out. So it shows, it shows me that I'm, that I'm incredibly selfish that I could think I could, I could sort my own trouble out and um, it shows to me that I, I'm weak and I'm prideful um, because I just have this, Sometimes we have this inner determination that just goes against what God would have what God would have for me, and I'll just try to work my my own trouble out. Yeah, I think um, I've uh, along those sort of lines. I think, I think I've thought before that I'm, I'm allergic to neediness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, comes along and I just kind of go, yeah, no. No, no, we're not going there. And it, it's just, you know, the created um, finiteness and neediness that that I was born with, that we're all born with, uh, just is repulsive to me. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. Often in, in the true sense of the word, I just want to run the other way. Um, and, and just to be able to embrace that, uh, there's just a real, a real peace because there's a busyness and a noisiness to trying to make life work on my own uh, yeah. and there's a peace and a quietness to um to trusting in the lord yeah i think the other thing that's just we're kind of teasing out there a little bit is um i think the the um the line between neediness and my own shame can be pretty blurry sometimes for me mm. yeah um and it's like uh if i admit to being needy what does what does that say about me? Yeah. Um, and and then kind of the identity questions start to start to swirl in there, and uh, I think I think the um, <laughs> I think the point that I've uh, that I, that I've 
been coming to recently is, well, it, it can say whatever you want about you. Um, yeah. It could say the worst about you um, because the good news is that Jesus aligns himself with the worst. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so rather than trying to be the strong one that's on the good side of the line, finding out that Jesus isn't on that side, but he's with the weak people on the bad side, it's like uh, I'm learning that um, that getting on the weak side um, and 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 being over there, and perhaps other people just thinking uh, you are just so weird and pathetic, uh, but to be there with Jesus and Jesus say, "I'm with you," and we're united and uh, we're going to do some stuff together. Yeah. And yeah. there's actually such a um, a release in that, mm. being able to go in my most vulnerable, weakest, snottiest moment, Jesus would align with me, yeah. Yeah. is suddenly, I don't know, there's something um, peaceful about that. Instead of having to wrestle to be somehow acceptable to what is the norm, yeah. is removed, yeah. and this this empowerment in mm. just being radically raw and honest and needy and weak, and allowing God then to make you something different, yeah. I don't know, somehow I feel like in those moments the person of Sue disappears mm. and I think that's actually a really good thing. Mm. Yeah. If Christ is to be revealed, then it's a peaceful place. Mm. Yeah. Peaceful place there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three words come to mind for me. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you think about people coming up and they would think something about you or say something about you, maybe a criticism or, you know, you've blown it or um, trouble comes along and we start to have these thoughts and maybe I'm not as strong as I, as I thought I was. And yeah. a, a response that kind of fits those kind of realities that come out is uh you're probably right yeah. yeah um um you know if you think i've done something wrong i probably have yeah <laughs> somewhere without being depressive about it and it's uh oh i probably have or if you're saying to me or the trouble is saying to me you're weak well you're probably right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know that there's a uh, there's a it's not far to fall, I think, if you've got uh, just a, an underlying kind of heart that says, yeah, you know what, I, I don't have it all together. Yep. I don't know everything. I, uh, I can't be everywhere at once. I, um, I'm, I can get thrown out by just a simple bad night's sleep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Absolutely. just to say, well, look, um, you know, the accusation, maybe even in your own head, the accusation of your own shame sometimes can be you can't do this, you're not good enough. And um, to be able to say you're probably right, but yeah. Jesus loves me and he's yeah. with me and, yeah. and we're going to do stuff together. It's, it's um, you know, if you, if you fall from that height, um, there's not far to fall. But yeah. if you work really hard to be really high on the ladder, and well, you're going to fall off it and um, it's going to end badly. Mm. Mm. Takes that. Uh, 
just takes the defensive it does two things I think it takes away the the need for us to be right mm. I think we sometimes our character we just want to be right I just want to be right I'm, you know that's not right um, instead of saying yeah, you probably are right um, it just takes that that need for us to be right and it also we just don't have to be defensive we don't have to def- defend our own position because there's actually nothing to defend if you say oh you're probably right to whatever say our, our troubles if we're we're in trouble and and our trouble saying to us, you probably really can't cope with that. But we sometimes say, no, no, that's not right. I can. But what happens if we just said, well, no, you're probably right. Like, I can't really cope. I'm not really coping with it. Um, it just mm. takes it away from us. Yeah, I love that um, when when we actually are able to admit to that, then suddenly we become really small and yeah, God becomes really big. That's right. And one of the things that I'd written down when I was contemplating about what, what does trouble reveal to me about God is that he doesn't shy away. He doesn't shy away from the situation and he doesn't shy away from us. And, man, that's just so reassuring if we can allow it to be. You kind of, like I find myself breathing. I'm like, yeah, I can I can just actually allow this. Mm. Yep. It minimises the wrestle. Mm. Allows me just to press in and receive what he has for us. I don't have to. He does. He does mm. it. We love to end each podcast with some truth from Scripture. And today we would love to leave you with Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Restore Ministries Australia podcast. If today's episode was a blessing to you and you would like to support our ministry, please visit www.restoreministries.com.au forward slash donate. Every generous donation is used to further equip and serve the broader church to see people restored to true humanity. Or if you would like to access further articles, videos and resources, please visit our website, restoreministries.com.au and head to our resources page. Restore Ministries Australia, a catalyst for Christ-centred change.